Hey there, Spitfires. I am so excited to share this episode of the Spitfire podcast with you. Uh, I'm recording this after the fact because we literally just fell into a fiery discussion about mindset and higher consciousness and abundance, and she definitely put me in check. And you know, I got so wrapped up into our conversation that I even forgot to mention her name. Our guest for this episode is Tracy Litt the founder of The Lit Factor, and she is also the creator of Mind Magic, which I'm reading off of this, is a proven methodology that marries metacognition and spirituality, neuroscience, and quantum law to expand and elevate more quickly. My mind was blown after this episode, and I hope that you get as much value as I did in interviewing Tracy. Anyway, enjoy this episode. See you later. And just as a heads up, we do curse a lot in here, so if you have little ones around who aren't quite ready for some F-bombs, this would be the time for them to go into another room or for you to put some headphones on. Enjoy! Welcome. Welcome. I'm about to spend lots of money because I deserve it. That's right. That's right. But it's but it's really true. It's interesting because as we as we change our perspectives on money and we generate more money and then we charge in accordance with the value that's being delivered, right? Part of generating more and more is you receiving that money for yourself and enjoying that money for yourself, right? Because the more you're doing that, the more you're going to generate to contribute and send out into the world. All about that abundance. Really? And, and actually being so, you know, I mean, well, a, a lot of things get me up every day, right? Like I wake up to do this work every single, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? What's the possibility? Where are we going? Whose lives are we changing? What's happening? Uh, but one of the things that we really get to wake up to is you will not access your abundant if you are not in the embodiment of that truth. Right? So it's the hoping and the wishing and wanting and praying is just useless if you are not in the embodiment of and the full trust that it's already done. And what it me- what that means and like where I've seen money mindset really finally click for people, you know, which is money mindset's even just like a whatever, one of the things that we say in the growth world. What that means is who are you being with money? Mm. right are you are you practicing beliefs and affirmations and you're listening to all these yummy visualizations and i love it all like lord just be clear i believe in every modality i think there's a place for everything it's simply knowing how to how to rock out with each thing right so that you can get you can gain the transformation and the new evidence but what that also means is who are you being with money are you being stingy are you hoarding are you being generous Right. When you desire something, are you talking yourself out of it because you're still living in that money story? So you can do all the internal money work. But then when the rubber meets the road, if you're still being chintz, like chintzy about it, Mm -hmm. right, you might as well stop all your money mindset work right now because nothing's ever going to click or change. And I I will promise you this. I said this at um, I just got out of my powerhouse event at 70 visionary women leaders. It's next level. You need to be there in 2023. It happens every year. It's incredible. And I said, we were talking about next level self because that's part of the work that I do. And I just said, I want to be clear for the record. The next level version of you doesn't chintz. Hey, everybody. Define define chintzing for those that are like, I'm not chintzy. Like, I'm not living in the chintz. 
Yeah, totally. So you go to book a hotel room and you don't book the ocean view because the extra hundred dollars a night is just mm -hmm. like, no, I can't do that. Bullshit. The next all version of you is like, can I get top floor ocean view, please? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because she's also becoming an exponentially more powerful receiver which is your abundance and your ability to show up and, and come from a future place is directly connected to your receivership to ask for help, to gain more, mm -hmm. right? It's about saying, no, I'll drive myself to the airport because if I spend $10 a day in airport parking, then I'll save more than if I have to spend $100 each route on the Uber. But the next level version of you is like, I'm a, I have a fucking driver. Like, get, pick me up. I'm gonna chill in the back seat. I'm going to listen, relax, have a call with an old friend, get dropped off right in the front, have zero stress about the parking situation, right? Those are tiny but so relevant examples of what we do. And what I would like to invite us to recognize is every time you chintz, every time you're like, no, it's fine, I'll just do the, the minimum viable option. What you're doing to the truth of your abundance, can they see us or are we all audio? Oh, no, they're going to see us too. Cool. You're going like this to the universe. No, nah, I'm good. I'm right. I'm fine. You can just leave me as I am. Okay. We need to cut that shit out. Well, you said the magical four letter word, the F word. Fine. 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 These fluffy bullshit words that are just like, yeah, no, no, no. Everything's good. Everything's okay. I'm fine. It's good. I'm fine. But yeah. it's, it's such like this saying out loud, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve better. I don't deserve permission to do it. And yeah. I have been in different spaces going back in person. I don't know if your event was in person or not, but it was, it, yes. yeah, it I was. was not prepared for the amount of scarcity energy that was out there, fear-based energy that was out there. And I had this, this realization as, as I was sitting on the plane going home going, I don't belong in this room. I don't operate this way. I don't feel this way. And I don't want to surround myself around it. And I literally just got done with a call with other business owners who are so deep in the muck that they, they literally create support groups to support their story of the struggle of how hard it is, how difficult it is, how if only someone could save them, everything would be better. Yeah. Um, well, first, I'd like you to invite all of you to come into my world because <laughs> I don't tolerate that shit. And that's why the communities that I run and the women in my world are just thriving. And we are raising consciousness out of third dimension into fourth into fifth into understanding how to really how to really be the next level version of yourself now and to live in a community that's not going to let you stay low level. Mm. Right. Because our community is everything to your point. Right. I think it was Jim Rohn who said we become the five people we spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And not only is that true, um, you know, personality and whether or not you commiserate on things. Right. But energetically, what's the resonance that you're spending time with? And if it's anything, but I know that the people around me in my community are literally rooting for me. Like it, it, you deserve to feel the depth of unparalleled community where you literally feel like your feet don't fucking touch the floor and you are just being like <laughs> held up and everybody's being like more go. Yes. You're amazing. Yeah. Right. Do, do all those things because then you, it's like wind beneath your wings. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what we all deserve. Let, let me ask you this, because that sounds wonderful. Uh, amazing. Yes. Feet should never touch the floor. 
What happens in your space when someone does come in with their bullshit, scarcity story, excuses, whatever it is? How, how do you as a community and individually respond to that? So there's zero tolerance for victimhood. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to contextualize your question because, you know, things go in a lot of directions. My beautiful community won't even show up in victimhood because they've self-coached themselves before they even come into that. Right. Like if you're being powerless, absolutely not, because we live under the tenets of personal responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. Recognizing like, OK, whatever's happening in my experience is a direct reflection of something that's going on in me and coming for support. Hell yes. Coming for guidance. Hell yes. Coming to have your blind spots reflected back to you so you can judge your your consciousness up and do what you got to do all day. But absolutely not. It's what I have said to my clients sometimes. I'm sorry. You are so deep in your victimhood right now that I am not even going to coach you on this. So you go figure it out and come back. Because when you're in your victimhood, you're not reachable. You're just looking for commiseration and confirmation of how hard it is, right? Yeah. And at the same time, when someone's coming into the community, it's all about love. It's about open-heartedness, right? You can come in in the morning and share the biggest celebration of something that just shifted in your romantic life or, you know, the 100K month that you just cleared, right? Because we also were holistic success. It's not just money. It's not just love. It's not just personal growth. It's you as a whole being. And then in the afternoon, come in and do a Facebook Live crying your eyes out about the depth of vulnerability that you were feeling about something. And it's all amazing. Yeah. I, I love what you said about, you know, the victimhood. Because I see it. I mean, I'm sure you see it too, um, even when we don't want to see it. I mean, there there is this martyrdom of the struggle of my, my circumstances are harder and makes it impossible. Um, and the retelling of it that um, is, is really like exhausting to be around. And so I'm wondering for, for outside listeners who are surrounded by this, who don't feel aligned in that, in that label of I'm the victim and, and scarcity and everything, and they are surrounded by it, what do you suggest that they do? Well, how does it serve you to be surrounded by it? And what's keeping you there is my first question. Like, well, you really, really dig into that. Like, what are you getting out of it? Or how do you currently um, connect with it? Where are you still swimming in some of your powerlessness? Right. Because you get to the point where you're like, wait a second. I'm, no, I'm just not available for this. I have cl I closed a twenty five hundred person Facebook group a few years ago uh, because I was like, yeah, no, no, just I'm just no. And here's I just want to give everyone permission. Do what you want. You're a coach. You own a business. It's your choice. Who cares? Right. So like I just went and I was like, OK, you know what? This isn't an alignment anymore because not enough of you are showing up for your power. Mm. And we are closing this group. Love and light. Goodbye. <laughs> love and light. Goodbye. Right. And truly from that place of love and light. But we also, we, 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 we get to choose what we tolerate. Mm -hmm. We get to choose what we become available for. And in our space specifically as service providers, right, as, as world changers, as life changers, as generational changers, your number one priority is your emotional and energetic energy. That's it. Full stop. So you can do something and it can feel amazing. And the day it stops feeling amazing, you're out. Good. Change your mind. Move on to something else. Totally. I, I want to highlight that. How is this serving you? Because people get fed 
energetically, whether they're acknowledging it or not. So I think Mm -hmm. the accountability and the ownership is huge. Um, I'm actually putting on a webinar on uh, releasing workplace resentments. And so, yeah, oh, it's juicy. You should come. Welcome to my world. Love it. Love it. Oh my God. Workplace toxicity. Yes. Well, so it's, it's, but I'm flipping the lens because there is this martyrdom of, I, you know, my boss is toxic. My organization is toxic. My team is toxic. All these toxic talk. It's like, so where do you fit in this? Who is forcing you to work here? Why are you powerless in this situation? And what have you done to contribute to the existence of this resentment? So yes, trauma exists. Trauma lives in our body, but we have ownership in how we live that out, how we are aware of it, how we process it and where we carry it to next. So this is really allowing people to be in the driver's seat and own their value in the story. You know, where they get fed from this, where it creates where it creates boundaries, where it creates protection, where they feel empowered, that rage, that catabolic energy of I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you can get in front of it, then it's like, but you took all my power away and what do I do? Yeah. Well, the interesting part of it is um, powerlessness becomes an emotional addiction that we're not aware that we're addicted to. Mm. Right. Especially let's say, let's just use the example of this beautiful being who is coming to your workshop, who fits exactly what you were just speaking to. Um, And if that person has powerlessness, chaos, unworthiness, insecurity, that was part of their upbringing, their main driver, their belief structure, then even though consciously they're saying, I hate this, this feels like shit subconsciously and from an emotional affirmation perspective they're actually getting fed because they're just used to feeling that way and we start to use the external circumstances of our lives to affirm the emotional addictions that we're unaware that we're living in Mm. yeah and it is an addiction just like stress is an addiction love is an addiction all of those receptors are getting fed yeah and and i wonder how people would treat those conditions if they did label them as addictions Mm -hmm. um here's what would happen because that's exactly what we do inside mind magic and everything that i touch is identifying emotional addictions first once you become aware that's when you can liberate the energy from that emotional state and start to embody the emotions of your future right which is like the stuff that you wake up you're like god i wish i could just feel happy every day i wish i could just feel confident i wish i could just feel more grateful i wish i could just feel like love and open-heartedness right you can but we have to identify and, and teach you how to break free of and liberate yourself from simply the way you've unconsciously raised yourself to be. Yeah. And every day we water those same emotions and those same narratives and those same belief structures. And then you're using the same language. And that's why for what you're saying about workplace resentment and everything else, we have to start with the pillar of radical personal responsibility and truly understand that we're the cause of the effect. We are generating and creating every experience that's happening outside of us. And after you get over the fact that you're pissed off that you have to take that level of responsibility, mm-hmm. it then becomes an insane amount of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that if I'm, if I'm putting my lens on from someone else listening, that it just feels too hard. It feels like too much work that, 
you know, well, why don't other people have to be responsible? Why is it all on me? Why am I the one that's having to, to carry this heavy load or do this big work? Yeah. Well, if that's the perspective that you're coming with, then that's the narrative that lives inside of you. And you felt like that your whole life. This isn't about this conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if we, if we were able to pull 30 different people that hung out and listened to us talk, we would have 30 different perspectives of this conversation. So if that in fact is you and you're like, Oh my God, but that is me, then start to ask yourself, wow, how long have I taken responsibility for everything and everyone? Because it's a weightiness, right? Because the wording is like, why do I have to be the one that's responsible, right? And had work through your own resentments and the things that you've been carrying. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm teaching this process. So basically there's three different levels. And so you have to kind of first start with those surface level, like little annoyances that create those openings for the mm -hmm. deeper seated stuff to start to come up. So yeah. if you can look at what are the things that are annoying me that are agitating me throughout the day, those points of friction, and how do I start to identify them as conflict within my values and the experience that I'm having and start to feel empowered in objectifying them and calling them out as such and making a more empowering decision to align with what you want in your future. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's so powerful. Very lucky. Whoever's attending this is very lucky. <laughs> You're so lucky. But I, I haven't shared this because to me, this was a very personal experience. Um, I do, I do intensives. And so we kind of get to the root of like much deeper things because everything's kind of entangled and enmeshed in our story. And so once you start to pull one up, everything else starts to come up. But I realized like people can do the groundwork here. They can start to pull up the soil a little bit to see like what root structures are actually below. Um, and I think that's actually the scariest part is people don't even know. They sense that there's something bigger that yeah. they are not capable of processing or dealing with. And so it's just easier to put more topsoil on top and keep it moving. Well, of course, I mean, the sheer act of getting uncomfortable is extremely uncomfortable and anything you're going to do to change any part of healing or growth, expanding, ascending, any of it is uncomfortable. And it, it has to be because it's unknown and it's unfamiliar, which is why a new profound understanding of our biology and our humanness is, is really, really important so that you don't mistake that as, no, it's too hard, I don't want to, and you start listening to your thoughts, right? And then all of a sudden you're just back in the same old, same old, and then you get to your last day on earth and you're like, holy shit, I did nothing. You're sitting on a pile of coulda, woulda, shoulda. Like that was my biggest, um, that was my catalyst for finally getting out of corporate America and going back to school and, and becoming a coach and launching a personal growth company and doing all those things was me getting in touch with that via my highest self one night because I had a calling to leave corporate America like most of us do. <laughs> I was like, this is the coach's journey. <laughs> um, and... I was so sure, like my soul was like, yes, yes, you, you are unique, you are skilled, you are talented, you are here to like really change the world. Okay. And with all that conviction, the next day I would do nothing. And then the next day I'd be like, I'm in. And then the next day I would shy away. And I literally gas and braked myself for two years talking to the admissions director at IPEC before I finally took the plunge because of fear, right? So recognize it was one night where the, it was like a deep connection and it was literally like, you are going to die one day. 
And you are either going to experience satisfaction for playing as big as you can, or you're going to experience regret for letting all of the bullshit and the programming and the fear be more powerful than you. Mm. What's your, what's your choice? And I was like, Oh yeah, hell yeah. It's so easy. As soon as you get in touch with the fact that the only truth there is, is that we're all going to die. And I mean that seriously. And with a little levity, everything becomes so clear. Because when you have no more time left, you're like, oh, I know exactly what I would do. I would launch that program. I would leave that marriage. I would start that business. I would go for that promotion. I would tell my boss exactly what I think, right? So what are you actually waiting for? Mm -hmm. I wonder if people actually attempted to answer that question, what would come up for them? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Answer it. Well, not literally now, because you can't talk to us, (laughs) but pause us. Pause us, journal it out, come back, send Lauren a message. Um, but really, what are you actually waiting for? Yeah, yeah. The story that you tell, like I hear this kind of like I've had enough and I've like people waiting for the signal, waiting for the permission, waiting for the right time, but they're not actually clear about, well, what does that look like? You know, what is it that you actually need to take that bold step to make that necessary step? Um, and for me, I woke up and like literally like could have thrown my life away um, from making really uh, reactive decisions and substance and um, being extremely unhappy in a marriage and overworking myself and running a business and not sleeping and really like abusing myself. And um, I actually blacked out running an event uh, in a bathroom and the hotel staff found me and pulled me out. If I had been seen by any of my colleagues, um, by my boss, I would have been done. My career would have been over and I was the breadwinner of my family, but it was in that moment of like sobering up and saying, you're gonna throw your life away. You have made this about everybody else. When is it gonna be about you? And I hired a coach who ended up being a coach at IPEC and he asked me like, what, what is it that makes you happy? And I'm like, well, this and this and this, all these things that I do. And he's like, none of that has to do with you. I'm like, well, I don't know how to answer your question. And so I started talking about the things that I was most passionate about. And he's like, Lauren, I think you were meant to be a coach. I'm like, I don't want to be a coach. Like, what is this? Because the image of a life coach is like, I'm sorry, but it's a lot of mantra regurgitation and spiritual bypassing. Um, Mm -hmm. I like had this Mm -hmm. moment of like, what's getting me fired up about the coaching world? And it's this, it's like this, how does that make you feel? But it's like, we can be our own type of whatever we want to be. And it was like that lightning bolt moment of like, oh, no, I know what I want to do. And I like enrolled at IPAC immediately. Within six weeks, I was divorced. Within six months, my house was sold and I was moved back to D.C. And six months after that, I started my company with no clients. So yes. people, were, people were like, how did you know you could do it? I was like, I knew I had to do it because I was killing myself. Mm-hmm. That I literally was deteriorating at the age of 31 and mm-hmm. didn't know who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. And there was no turning back once I knew. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, and I think this is important to highlight, first of all, fuck yes, that's amazing, right? And for everyone listening to your point, well, how'd you know that it was going to work? You didn't. Mm-hmm. Not one part of your story said, and I knew for sure it was going to work. It, it's, it's not like that. I didn't know. You don't know anything. I, I leaped also. And then I got laid off from my corporate job four months later. And I was like, sweet, we're going full steam ahead on this thing, right? And that's what it means to, number one, be convicted and believe in yourself. Know that whatever you were dealing with before, you are 
completely done with and no longer available to tolerate whatsoever and a high level of trust to know that you don't actually need to know you don't need the outcome you don't need the certainty you just need to keep going with every gut feeling like you said six weeks here six months here next step is this next step is this and then it was like great because here's the fun fact about the way that potentials and possibilities come toward you from a universal perspective when you are moving when you are in that direction the universe looks sounds like oh yeah lauren i get it i see her okay she is in it to win it she is convicted she is committed look at her go when you do the gas break thing i'm in it but i'm but i'm afraid to be visible and then you back back up right i'm totally into this i'm so excited da, 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 and then you do nothing i'm ready to rock i had this hit for this incredible program and i'm totally not going to launch it there's no traction yeah because the universe actually doesn't know how to support you when you are not convicted and showing up in the direction of what you say you want with consistency and zero certainty of the outcome. So conviction with certainty. Well, your conviction, but the detachment of knowing there's no certainty in how it's going to go down. Okay. So I want to expand on this a little bit because uh, all of my clients are like, I understand this, but like, I just get so stressed out and uncertainty. I just like, I know, I know like what I want to be. And I know that like these things are possible, but like, it just feels way too uncertain and I don't know what to do. And so I usually just back it up. So tell me at the point where things do feel certain Uh and then we operate there and then we use our vision to get us beyond there. But I think especially now, I don't know if you're familiar with the term Bonnie, no. Okay. Are you familiar with VUCA? No. Ooh. Um, learning moment. So VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Okay. And it was used in the 1980s to, like, as a military term to describe situations. How do we respond to them? What are the tactics? What are the strategies around like navigating these four different areas? And so right. volatile is like things are going up and down, very high highs, low lows ever-changing okay uncertainty is about like how much can we predict in the future so looking at a time frame two weeks three weeks whatever complex there are multiple layers of systems of people of moving parts that have to come together to function as a unit and ambiguous is just like it's not specific at all it's kind of fluffy like you kind of have a, a sort of idea but it's not very clear it's very foggy so bonnie came out, it stands for B-A-N-I, came out 2020, pandemic, also world events that have been kind of like impacting. We have a lot more knowledge of what's happening. We have visual representations. Um, So Bonnie stands for brittle, anxiety, Mm -hmm. non-linear, and incomprehensible. Okay. And this is more of the individual experience of an employee, of just people existing in life. So brittle is that they're fragile, meaning they might feel like they're on the edge, that they've taken a lot of hits, that there's a lot of cracks under the surface that with a little bit of pressure, things can feel like they're gonna fall apart. Anxious, obviously anxiety is like waiting for the next shoe to drop, like not sure what's gonna happen next. Um, Non-linear, where we used to plan things out and have things to look forward to, they're changing at the drop of a dime. 
protocols are changing, mandates are changing. Can I go on vacation? Can I go on vacation? Am I going to get that raise? Am I not going to get this raise? What's going to happen in the world? And then incomprehensible, all of these things that have been happening, no one was like, oh, I could totally see that happening. Like, that makes total sense. Let me go plan for that in my uh, 90 day planner. So all of these factored into VUCA have really change the way that people need to think not that they have to be reactive to it but that we have to almost be equipped to anticipate these things of like i could feel more anxious i'm probably feeling more fragile and brittle things are not going to be linear and i may not be able to imagine what could be happening and rather than be reactive how do we be proactive in equipping and planning for that future vision of self this is so interesting because as you learn more about dimensions of consciousness and you understand what it means to have a depth and breadth of inner power, it eradicates all of this, mm -hmm. all of this, because as you were describing it to me, my body, okay, everyone, you got to pay astute attention to your body. Like, like, that that is that is your priority because you can't have energetic and emotional priorities without having connection to body right so as you're describing i felt my body going like tighter oh i did too i felt it in me i was like ooh. <laughs> so i was gonna like yeah. shake it out for a minute that starts to speak to a lower level of mind mm -hmm. okay because what's real is, is we've never had certainty ever. We've just been living under a delusional sense of control and planning for so long, for so many centuries. And one of the things that the past two years has gifted us is a huge shaking wake up call to what matters, what's real, and the truth that the only certainty there is, is none. So to me, it becomes an opportunity to, number one, understand the biology of what happens in your mind and your body when things are unknown and uncertain and unfamiliar so that you can appropriately and lovingly work with your body every single day, right? And it doesn't take, you don't have to get trained. You just learn how to do a couple things in your body and you're good to go activating your vagus nerve, calming your system down, creating safety over and over and over and over again. Not only because shit's going to happen outside of you no matter what, but if you are here to do anything different with your life, more, greater impact, wealth, holistic success, all of that lives in the unknown. Mm -hmm. Because if it was known to you, it would be your current reality and you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So for us to be able to recognize, okay, so I'm a spiritual energetic being having a human experience. What do I need to do in my humanness to keep my body safe, to literally not believe a thought I think, because this gorgeous thing is, it's just a tool. That's, that's it. That's all it is. It's electrical impulses that are shooting through your heart beats, your eyes blink, your mind produces thoughts. Your, your responsibility is to not attach to the thoughts that are disempowering you and driving your anxiety and driving your low level consciousness and intentionally choose higher level thinking that is aligned into how you want to feel and who you want to become and what you want to create. Mm. And then cultivate a higher level consciousness because in the fifth dimension of consciousness, 
all of that shit doesn't even exist. There are no problems in the fifth dimension of consciousness. There's no anxiety in the fifth dimension of consciousness. There's no control. It's trust. It's love. It's support. It's guided. It's the fucking universe is your safety net. Calm down. <laughs> right? But we have to understand, right? It's not about being spiritual and, you know, um, insulating yourself from life because that's not real. Anybody, anybody can go live like in a mountain home and mm -hmm. see like two humans every quarter and live blissfully in a high vibration, right? Um, I have three teenage daughters, a husband, a full life. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of external circumstance, right? In my world. But it's about recognizing in our humanness, we feel, we release, we never bypass, right? We recognize the emotion that we're feeling, we fucking honor it and we let it leave our body because that is how we honor our emotions so it doesn't get stuck. So we stay clean and clear. So there never is a world where you're like, smack some positivity on it or aren't you grateful for something else? It's like enough already. No, that is unhelpful. And it has to be balanced. So we, we, we learn how to hmm, recognize the emotion feel it, like honor it, like rage it out. We're like my clients go to rage rooms all the time, right? And feel it out without becoming the emotion that we're experiencing. Mm. So feeling isn't becoming. Oh, yes, thank you, correct. And that's what happens is the feelings start, what, what goes on wiring wise and habitually until you listen to something like this and then you come and you do the work is we are so conditioned, we feel the feeling, mm -hmm. and then we judge the feeling. Why am I feeling this way? What's going on? I don't want to feel this way. How long am I going to feel this way? Mm -hmm. This feels like the last time I felt this. Now you're in it. Now you're like literally becoming the feeling. Now the feeling is driving your thinking and your thinking is driving the feeling and you feel how you think and you think how you feel over and over and over again and now you're on the fucking floor right? Not in a healthy snot bubble cry way that I always want us to do, but in a, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like women were coming to powerhouse. They were literally just like, I got home and I just told my husband, like, I just went and I cried for the weekend. That's what I did. And it was primal and glorious. Can I tell you the best place to do that? Please. Window seat of a plane. Say more. You can't be, you're okay. So on my way home, from yeah, yeah, trip. yeah. Ugly snot bubble cry. Mask on. It's loud. It's loud. My neighbor's sleeping on her husband's lap. And then beverage service came by and gave me napkins. So I'm journaling during all this. Going, <laughs> no one amazing. knew. No one knew anything. Oh, oh my god, that's amazing. Well, I see. The reason why I wasn't able to click into that right away is because I am always an aisle seater. I'm five ten. And I need my legs. I need I need the space to put my legs out. Yeah. So five, two, and three quarters. I have to bring a um, a foot hammock for the back seat. So because my feet don't touch. <laughs> That's, amazing. That's amazing. Sorry to derail the story. No, I love it. We need to be together in person just so we can stand together, and you can you can lay your head on my breast, and we can hold. <laughs> I'm a good nuzzler. <laughs> That's what I call my niece, uh, Vivi, because when she was a baby, she like wormed up into my neck and she started nuzzling. So I call her Nuzzy. That's her full-time name now. That's, yeah. So cute. So cute. So to the spirit of that, being able to feel your feeling, because once you've non-judgmentally 
honored yourself and felt the feeling, right? So you really let it, let it move through in all the different ways we could say how. Now your body is cleaner and clearer. Therefore, your thinking is available to you, the ability to choose, right? And then you remind yourself like, wait a second, like everything is conspiring in my favor. Mm -hmm. Like that's what's real. I can't fuck this up if I tried. And oh, I try. Right? Oh, and, and there's plenty of fun things, right? And then understanding too, like you said, a lot of time, and I hear this from people all the time, until they do the work, the shoe's going to drop, the shoe's going to drop. And what I teach is, well, good news, you're the shoe. Mm -hmm. There is no shoe. The shoe is, is, a, is, a, is a creation of the people who raised us and their fear response and the fact that they weren't alive in the consciousness revolution. So they didn't understand all the research and advancements and things that we know now. There is no shoe that you guys, you are the shoe. You are either sabotaging it because you haven't done the work to allow yourself to know it's safe to have what you desire and how to normalize and expand for deeper levels of success, right? Like you're creating that or something's happening outside of you and you're so externally connected that you're like, see, I told you, oh, I just lost a client. I told you, I told you the shoe was going to drop and you're affirming the narrative that you're living in mm. the shoe. I can immediately see the shoe being um, an acronym for all of, like the self-sabotaging yes. behaviors. You oh, are the shoe. You are the shoe. Drop it. No, that's right, baby. I wrote a whole article about it. It's good. It's good. Love to see it because it sounds. Yes, amazing. I'll share it. We can we can link it in the show notes if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Article. Yeah, it's all about the fear of success. Because that's really where the shoe dropping comes from. Yeah, people aren't afraid to fail. We fail all the time. It's it's that mm -hmm. you have to rewrite your story and narrative of how you think mm -hmm. about right. yourself. Right, who am I? Yeah. Who, who am I when I'm not everything I've believed my whole life? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think that's what it has whoever, to do with. Yeah, whoever you want to be, actually. Yes. It's <laughs> good stuff. Yeah! Ooh, I'm like, I don't even know where to go from there. I'm like, do you need a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, I swear to you. I was literally just thinking about it. I was like, was this just like, this was just sex? Was this, what are we just like, well, do we need to smoke now? I think so. <laughs> Is that good for you? So good. <laughs> oh my God. These are the fucking conversations that I list. It's like why I love to do what I do. Come up with other amazing freaking women like you and just talk about it. Yeah. And it, it honestly is like a release and a relief of like when you can fully be yourself and talk about the things. Like I literally was in the shower like an hour ago, like coming up with a list of things that fire me up. And like we have hit on all of them and I didn't even need to verbalize them. I was like, what's got me going? What do I wanna talk about? And I didn't even have to like prime them up in questions for you. You're just like, let's just hit it. And we haven't even like said your name. Oh yeah, oh, by the way, hi. <laughs> I'm the worst host ever. Do you ever do this when you meet people? Like you just get into the flow and you're like, by the way, I have no idea what your name is. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. But that's amazing because <laughs> it's such a state of presence and engagement, you know? And yeah, when you were in the shower, it was already transmuting over to me. So we we're like, great, let's have this great conversation. And they came flying out. Well, this has been super fun. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together talking about what fires us up and, and really like going higher level because I was like oh man I was coming in with my stuff because I was like oh it's moving it's moving here we go and it's getting me to rethink like languaging and planting the seeds for like no 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 we do not operate on this lower level we do not need to right right no 
No more right. small. And, and ultimately nothing, you know, not, well, hmm, nothing more new, different or higher can come through the same level of mind that you're operating at. So if we're tolerating and in that space where we'll just call it lower level is okay, then the amount of over-efforting and hustling and constantness and constriction that anyone's going to feel to try to create more different or higher from a low level place will make you shut down before you hit where you're trying to go. Mm. We must. It's like not even like, a, oh, can I? No, you have to come up to a higher level of mind, a higher conscious awareness so that you can move from that place with so much ease, so much ease. Love it. Love it. Well, Tracy, this has been an absolute pleasure. And if our listeners want to learn more about you and uh, connect and get to that higher consciousness, where can they check you out? Yay. Uh, I am thelitfactor.com. So it's L-I-T-T. I'm the litfactor.com website. I'm the litfactor on Facebook, on Instagram. And if you go to whatwouldshedo.net, I have a beautiful free gift for you. It's like a three-part audio training that is killer um, that will have massive, massive shifts if you choose to do it. So head over there. Love it. Well, I know that I got lit. I got a little fired up. All good. Tracy, thank you so much for spending some time with me and uh, sharing your awesome knowledge and wisdom with our listeners. And to all the Spitfires out there, you keep being awesome. Yay.